So we are back for season two, episode two of the Pink Fishes podcast. And today it's myself, Emma. And Zara. And we're going to be discussing a few new topics this time round. So I'm going to go straight in, I think, with topic number one. So we have this question. How do you up your prices without losing clients? So the reason we've got this question is from this post. So I'll read the post that we found on a Lash forum. I need some reassurance. I feel sick having to do this, but I'm planning on putting my prices up. Taking into consideration cost of products, insurance, rent, time, and now with more experience, I think it's time for me to increase my prices. I'm normally always fully booked and even have a cancellation list, so the demand is there. My concern is if I raise my prices, I will end up losing all my clients. Oh, well, it just depends with the world we're living in at the moment. I just think you need to be able to do what you want to do. But again, people aren't going to have the money. I think a lot of people can relate with obviously the cost of living crisis. Most lash techs will experience either their rent going up or the cost of their products going up. So you need to be able to cover all of those yeah, things and know. make money, like enough to live on comfortably for yourself. But I'm guessing though, if them clients do really, really like you, then they'll stay with you, I think. Yeah, so let's have a look at what some people in the comments have to say. So the first one I've got here is that lashes are a luxury. So if people want them, especially from an experienced lash tech, they should pay the additional charges. You could take that in two ways, I think. I think, yes, lashes are a luxury if you can afford them or if just depending on what your financial living is at the moment. Or on the other hand, yeah, they are expensive to buy and keep, so. I think, obviously, price will be a varying factor for many of your clients. Not everyone, though. I don't think no. everyone will care about the price. Some people will just care if they love their lashes and they won't care what the price is. So I think upping your prices, you are you do have the possibility to lose some clients. Mm -hmm. But I don't think everyone. Because they are a luxury. Like, they're not a necessity. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, for some people, and I completely understand that from a maybe mental health aspect, some people like the confidence that they get from lashes. And so for some people, it will be more important to get their lashes done than others but I think overall you obviously could get by without your lashes or you could stretch out your infills or there's alternatives like yeah there's other alternatives than having lash extensions um but I don't think it necessarily the price will affect everybody but it will affect some it's not a necessity to have your eyelashes done it's like having your nails done or your lashes done or your hair done which one is it to go first like, what, what could you live without Lashes, your nails, or getting your hair oh, done. See, nails is always the first one for me to go. Like, mm. I am not, but as you can see now, <laughs> I nails is not my priority. Hair, I tend to stretch out for as long as I can. Mm. But lashes, for me, it's different because mine are free. Me and my sister <laughs> do each other's lashes. So I feel like I'm not the best to comment. But I think out of the free, like, lashes would be the one I go for. Mm -hmm. But then that's another thing, like, it depends what your clients' priorities are. Yeah. If you've got clients that love lashes, can't live without their lashes, then the likelihood of you increasing your prices and them leaving is low. But, you know, if they just get... Like, I, I had some clients mm -hmm. that they didn't get lashes regularly, they would only get them for occasions, so then maybe those ones would be the first to leave because yeah. they don't, they're not, like, lashes is not a priority. It's like me, I don't get my lashes done unless I need it in here to be a model <laughs> or I'm going to an event, so I'd say nails for me. Yeah. I can't stand having naked nails. Yeah. I can't stand it. Whereas there are so many alternatives now to lashes, so you could have, like we were saying earlier, the strip lashes, the seven-day lashes, lash lifts... Yeah, There's like a lot you more could, you could go for one of those instead. Mm. Um, so then we've got some other comments. So by charging more, even if you do lose some clients, the extra income from the increase will make up for the clients that you could lose and just take on new clients, especially as you mentioned, you have a waiting list, which I think is a very good point. Mm -hmm. If you're, let's say you put your prices up by £10 per treatment and you lose, I don't know, three or four out of your 
30, 40 clients, then the extra £10 you're getting from the other remaining ones mm -hmm. is going to be way more than what you would have got from those that have left. And also then you've got space for people, like if you've got a waiting list, you've got space for people to join yeah. that are willing to pay your prices. Or you could take it the other way though, if then people then think, oh actually they're waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting for you to let them in, but then you've increased your prices or they found someone else who's cheaper by then. But like you said though, I do think if they do love your work, they're gonna stick with you and they're gonna add that extra money. So a few more comments. Uh, you'll only lose the cheapskates who are looking for the <laughs> cheapest lashes. So are probably not loyal customers anyway. I do think there is some truth in that. I wouldn't put it mm. as harshly because, like I said, people might love lashes and they might want to get their lashes done, but they might be on a budget. They might only be able to afford to pay X amount for lashes. So it might not even be that they want to leave you, but if you are putting your prices up, they just don't have the resources for yeah. it. But then on the side that I do agree with is that, these customers are not necessarily loyal customers anyway, but not in like a horribly negative way, but just the price is such a big factor for them that they won't stay with you mm -hmm. and they are more likely to go to people that are offering discounts or that are running promotions and they might be one of those type of clients that, you know, comes to you but then also goes to someone else, like if they can't get booked in with you or if you up your prices, they might leave. Some other things um, on here that are good to note is that you do find that the UK lash prices are already much lower than prices abroad, such as America, Canada and Dubai. Mm, and like that. we've experienced this, mm -hmm. like we went over to Canada for Lash Fest last year and I couldn't believe the amount that they charge over there in comparison to here for lash extensions. Because I was going to get my lashes done in Canada and then I was like, oh, I was like, I'm not paying that much money. Do you remember how much it was? Oh, I think it was one girl down the road. I think it was about $120, I think, just for a Russian. A full set of full Russians. A full set of Russians, $120, I went. Yeah. Mm, can't just Whereas that. here it is much lower, which is like, it could be a bad thing for obviously lash mm. techs in the UK because a lot of the time you're undervaluing the work yeah. that you're doing and you're charging less. But it is hard when there is a larger market, I think, here. Mm. Like, there's a lot of competition. 100%. And you are competing to sometimes stay competitive in your prices. And sometimes you're competing, though, against the wrong people. Like, for example, even in my area, there might be, I probably know of at least, like, seven or eight different lash techs. And although you're all competing, you're not really, because you're all at different stages. Yeah. Like, just because someone else is charging... £30 for a full set, they could have just started. You don't know where they are in their lash journey. They could be doing this part-time. So they only do a couple of clients. Like, you don't know. So I think it is really hard because you're competing with lots of different people here in the yeah. UK. And we're competing with much lower base prices. Yeah. So it's hard. But then equally, I understand why as a lash tech especially as a beginner one you don't want to go in full steam ahead charging a hundred pounds full set because you want to build up that confidence um so i think here in the uk it's just that there are more lash techs so because there's more people competing that's why the prices are lower so really probably we should all up our prices but it takes your time it's really like lashing the process of it buying the products and getting your clients to come in the social media aspect of it why shouldn't you up your prices? But at the same time, I do understand a hundred and whatever pound it was is steep for something that's going to last in the lashes what, two, three weeks. Yeah, see, I don't know. I think, like, even in the UK, you can charge that, but because it's not the norm, that's why people don't. Yeah. Like, I think you could, and I definitely think the service and the time and your skills is worth that. Mm. I think even more, you could charge more than that, but there's so many other factors, like all the competition in your area like the availability to lashes is much higher here so it is hard it's hard to increase your prices as quickly as maybe in other mm -hmm. countries 
Some other comments we have here is you could try increasing in small increments, i.e. like £5 increase each year. I can see where that's coming from because then it's not a shock to everyone straight away. So if you are going to rise it, then... But at the same time, what's the chance of that one person staying with you? I guess it's quite high because if you're going to be loyal to your lash tech, that £5 is not going to really matter, is it? It's a hard one because I think small increments, like you say, like people wouldn't really even notice it as much. So like you could even do less, like two or three pounds. But then I think you've got to be careful not to, like, is that going to affect you enough? Five pounds a year extra. Like if quite you think, time. yeah, it's quite a long time. And like, if you think of like things like inflation, etc., mm -hmm. like you are technically going to be then earning less than what you did the yeah. year before. You know, even with putting your prices year. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, We've also got here, lash techs are allowed to make as much money as they want. They aim to make money, not just do this for fun. Any other business doesn't have a limit on how much you can make. So why should lashes? You go, girl. I like that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is true. I think it's almost like people have this stigma that you should only charge enough to sort of cover all your costs and then make a bit of a living for yourself. But why can't you make hundreds and thousands? Like in any other profession, it would be fine. Like if you were like working in like a financial institute and mm -hmm. you made hundreds of thousands in commission, you wouldn't be seen as like ripping off your clients. Yeah. So why is it that in lashes, it feels that way? You could charge hundreds for your lashes if you are good enough and you've got the clientele. Technically, I think you could make as much as you wanted if you marketed it right, if you developed your skills enough, like mm -hmm. any profession, if you became like the top of the game, I think your earning potential is mm -hmm. unlimited. Maybe you just need to look at the clientele that you want. For example, why not make yourself a celebrity eyelash stylist, you know, or maybe you become a mobile one so like you could go do weddings abroad and stuff and yeah. be specific get paid the more money for the harder jobs almost or the ones where like it's very specific like you go mm. to this place for that person because I'm sure people would pay like a lot of money to have you like fly out to Spain for their wedding day or something yeah. and do their lashes but it depends what you want from it mm -hmm. when you could just have a client base that come to you even yeah but it's the clientele that you're looking for and that you're going for and I think the way you can achieve to get that clientele is by like obviously the more marketing you do like the social presence you mm -hmm. have the pictures of your work if you're going and doing lash courses and you're coming to all the lash events and things you're going to get a bit better reputation yeah. more well known and then you can become almost like one of the well-known people in this industry yeah definitely we have some more comments on this particular topic. So increasing your prices could even gain new clients as you can show confidence. And some people don't go for the cheapest lashes as they don't trust them. That is very true. I didn't think about that, actually. Because, yeah, if someone's charging, I don't know, 30 and someone's charging 60 in that area, the same area, then that makes you think, what are they doing differently? Although they could be the same level. Which one are you going to go to? Yeah, I think sometimes putting up your prices can show that, you know, I've been doing it a bit longer now, I'm more mm -hmm. confident, my sets are great. And like you say, for any sort of aspect of beauty, not everyone just goes for the cheapest in the hair industry. Normally when you go into a salon, they'll have different amounts you pay for the yeah. different level of stylist. So if you're having a junior stylist, you're paying like the cheapest amount. But if you're having the senior head honcho like mm -hmm. stylist yeah. you're paying double triple mm -hmm. because you know that they're gonna have more experience and you know slash hope that you're gonna have a better mm -hmm. set of hair after it so I think the same should be true for lashes like just because you up your prices doesn't mean that people will lose it could actually be a reason for people to come to you yeah. it's like a stake if you think about it yeah. Say if like you're gonna go into a butcher's, like a really nice bit of expensive bit of steak, or you've got your Audi. Sometimes they taste exactly the same. Who knows which one you're gonna go for? The more expensive one, yeah, or the cheaper looking meat. A lot of people are gonna treat themselves, and then some people are gonna be looking for yeah. like a, the cheaper alternative. But personally, I would probably want to land somewhere in the middle, 
I wouldn't want to go maybe for the, necessarily the most expensive person, but I'm also not looking for the cheapest. So if someone puts their prices up from like 20 to 30 pound a set to like 50, 60, mm -hmm. I don't think that's necessarily going to put people off. It might put the current people off. Yeah. Like their current clients, but then you're looking for new ones. You're looking mm. for the ones that want to pay a bit more and not all of them will go. I don't think all of them will go. No. But like always, there are a few people against putting up your prices for different reasons or not necessarily putting them up, but like how quickly, etc. So this first comment is, don't get greedy. If constantly upping your prices, it's hard for customers to remember what you charge and it's just blindly making more and more money. I do, I do see that a little bit because I think if you're just putting your prices up every month or every two or three months, one, your customers are going to forget what they're paying you for their mm -hmm. treatments. And second, it could just look like you're wanting to make more money. Because sometimes, although you shouldn't have to reason to your clients why your prices are going up, like you shouldn't have to be like, oh, you know, because I want to earn more of a living or yeah. because I want this. But equally, I think once you might let it go twice, but if it's like the third or fourth time in mm -hmm. a year that your treatment's gone up, you might go, oh why all the rises yeah and it would annoy me personally if it was constantly going up i'd rather there be like one big jump or one and big change it. then it almost feels worse having all these small bits like let's say you put your prices up by 15 pound i would rather that than going up three times by five pounds although it's yeah. the exact same it just get on my nerves because i'd go and have an appointment and then they'd say like oh you know this time it's £30, then next time I come on, this time it's 35 and this time it's 40 and this time it's 45 It's not giving you that choice, is it really? Like, you could just leave, say they put it up £15, then and there, you've got the choice, if you want to pay that more, or you can leave. But every time you go back into the salon, it's going up and it's going up and it's going up. It's not giving you that chance to be like, oh, hold on a second, I'm actually paying a lot more than I used to, and I could be going somewhere else, not jumping all the time. And sometimes you might want to pay in cash, and then you've not bought the right amount. I find it embarrassing enough i always before i go and get treatment done i look up what i'm paying mm -hmm. so whether it's in a salon whether it's a home whether it's someone coming to me i will find out the price of that treatment before i book it and i will have the money ready whether it's bank transfer cash whatever it is so i would hate the feeling of not knowing what it's going to be yeah, next time definitely. i go and even if they did update me i think it'd be annoying to get updates so also next time you come in it's actually going to be more <laughs> and then the same thing next time and the same yeah. thing again other factors you should consider before just upping your prices i.e your local competition and the market your location will have a big impact on what you can charge and your current clientele what are they like this i think this is true mm-hmm I think depending on where you are in the country can affect what you can charge. Again, I still think you can break that barrier Yeah. if you're really good, you're really confident, if you've got the demand. I don't think you're limited, but I do think these things can have an effect. If you're in a major mm. city like London, you've probably got a larger population of people, maybe more demand, easier to get new clients people charge more because rents more etc mm -hmm. people just expect to pay more whereas if you're in local village uh prices might be lower people yeah, yeah it's like i've been in a local village and i've got few people i reckon who do lashes maybe one two three maybe including myself so obviously there is a more of demand for lashes and obviously they don't want to be going further out and traveling however so that's where you could put your price up if there's not many people around you but then also, I don't like putting my prices up because, yeah, we are a small community. But we haven't got much around there, so there's not a lot of money in it, really. I feel like you do it more for the community or more of, like, the love about it, really. <laughs> <laughs> so another comment here is, make sure you are confident and happy with the prices you are charging by looking at the quality of your work. Sometimes you see beginners charging £50 for the first lot of full sets that they do, which could look unreasonable as they're still practicing when charging less you are less likely to have complaints or refunds etc whereas if you are charging more people will expect more from you i have seen this before i have seen people like train and then straight away are charging 50 60 pounds 
for full sets. Now, I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying, like, sometimes I've seen the quality of the work and I don't think it matches up to the price. Because mm. I think 50, 60 pounds, I don't think that's a lot for lashes. No. But I think it's a lot for if they're not right yet. Like, if you're still applying slightly wrong or you're not mm. getting full coverage or you're taking a longer time to do the treatment. I think as soon as you've passed, you think, okay, I'm a lash tech now. Well, you're a lash tech. But they think, I'm the best at what I do. I'm a, I'm a lash tech. But then they forget that they still need a few more people, a few more dummy runs, a few more bit of practising. It's just, it's hard though, isn't it? Because you want that money straight away because lashing is a good job to have, I think. Mm. But I think they just want it then and now and don't think, oh, I can wait a little bit and build my clients up first. That's the main part. You need to be building mm. that. You don't want to be charging that 50, 60 pounds straight away. You need to be able to get a few customers, say you're new and say, I'm going to be charging this and then they will be going up. That's what I did. I said, I'm going to be charging this to start off with and then I'll put my price up and put a post out. Yeah, like, I would have no problem. I think if someone said like, right, I'm going to be charging 50, 60 pounds for full sets, but I'm doing an introductory offer for the first it, 10 yeah. clients, it's going to be 25 pounds, 30 pounds, like half price or whatever. Mm. Then I think that's more reasonable because you're then going to get some pictures of your work so that you can show others you're going to be able to practice a few hopefully different styles and practice doing work on a few different eyes because people have different shaped eyes yeah you're going to be able to have a bit more experience you might come across a few more issues because you don't necessarily come across everything in that one training day then you can it's almost like you're not up in your prices it's just that introductory offer's gone and that's almost like an easier way of mm -hmm. increasing your prices without technically increasing them because technically you're not you're just the offer's done yeah and you've got then them 10 clients who most likely are gonna book in and then maybe even if you wanted to to keep them as loyal customers you could offer them a few things along the way mm -hmm. like you could say oh your infill price will be x for the moment but then on your third treatment like after you've had your full set then your infill then it'll go up to the full prices. Or you can chuck an aftercare kit in. Yeah, like that. Anything things just like to that. keep them incentive, just to keep them there. So what I would suggest is, I think this is a really good thing, is a lot of people put their work on these lash forums. So you just take a picture of your work and you can put it on these groups. And then you can say to all these other lash techs in these groups, because some of these groups have like tens of thousands of lash techs in, mm -hmm. you can say, look, this is my work. This is how long I've been doing lashes. This is how much I charge. I'm, pu I'm thinking of putting my prices up to this. What do you think? And then I think if you're getting loads of positive responses, like, yes, these are amazing. Definitely put them up. Like, wow, incredible. Then I think one that will give you the confidence a little mm -hmm. bit to yeah. in your own work to go, right, okay, yeah, I'll put it up. If the response isn't, yes, do it definitely. And it's more like, oh, you could improve on this. Because mm -hmm. it is always quite friendly. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a comment where someone's gone, oh my God, no, don't do that. You're awful. <laughs> like It's normally more, you know, constructive feedback. Mm -hmm. Maybe practice this a little bit more, maybe isolation, or I would try doing this. So I think that's a really helpful tip. And then you're going to be getting advice from actual lash techs, mm -hmm. not just like your mum or your <laughs> friend who obviously loves your work. Yeah. I think then the next step is if you do want to increase your prices is give all of your clients an advanced warning. And I mean in multiple ways. Tell them all in person at their appointment, my prices will be increasing and have a have a particular date, mm -hmm. say from this date. Any appointments that you've already got booked in, I would honour at the original yeah. price, but still tell that lot of people, next time you come in, it will be these prices. And I think text everyone. If you've got a mailing list, send that out. If you can, call them. Put it up on your socials, your website, wherever you can. And I would say give at least a month. Because I think then if you've given people notice, then they've got that choice to either continue to book in with you, make another appointment, make another infill, or they can leave. Yeah. You get, And then most people, I honestly think, would stay, but they just won't feel blindsided by mm -hmm. it. 
I think explaining in person is also quite nice. I'm not saying you should necessarily have to say like, oh, I'm increasing my prices because of this. I think if you do have a reason like that, then I would definitely share it. All my products have increased and that is the reason you are wanting to increase your prices. Then just say that. Mm -hmm. Just genuinely say that. Or, you know, the cost of living crisis, you know, everything's gone up, inflation's gone up. I need to do this. Yeah, and if you don't want to discuss why, you could just say, none of your business. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard because I think some clients will want to know. So, But then sometimes put... you don't always have a reason. No, and I think you put yourself first, and if you want to put your prices up, you put your prices up. You don't have to discuss this or negotiate with someone because it's your business at the end of the day. Do what you need to do. Don't let someone else tell you, oh, this is you shouldn't be doing this. I also think the strategy I would use is bigger, not big, but a bigger increase, but less often. So I think increasing perhaps once a year is better than increasing multiple times. And I would increase, for example, by like maybe 10% across the board, all treatments, but once a year. I think otherwise, if you're doing it so frequently, it's going to look like erratic pricing. It's going to confuse everyone. It's going to confuse yourself because you don't know who's paying what, who yeah. had already booked in, when and why. But you just need to do it like across all board, like everyone's paying the same prices. Otherwise, you're just going to get confused and you're going to start charging different people different things. And then they're going to get upset thinking, oh, why did you charge me this for this week and charge me that that week? And that's when you're going to start losing people and start upsetting people. Yeah, whereas I think if my prices got increased once a year or maybe mm -hmm. even twice a year, then you're not going to notice it that much no. and you'd get used to the price and you'd think, oh, it's been ages since she put her prices up. So you're mm -hmm. okay with it. Whereas I think if you're doing it every couple of months, it's just going to get confusing. And like we said earlier, like I think if you want to soften the blow with your current customers, maybe next time give them an aftercare kit, give them like a free goodie or give them something so that they feel like, oh, they're still getting something off but they are paying the increased prices. So our next topic of today is, should you have music and TV on in the background when doing lash treatments? So the reason we actually have this question is, I saw this post again on a lash forum, and it said, can we normalize not playing rap and R&B whilst we lash people? A couple of lash techs I've been to recently play this during my treatment. I love this music normally, but not everyone wants to listen to this when they are trying to pamper, relax and unwind. I play relaxing music to my clients so they feel relaxed and can even fall asleep. I feel like the music you play affects the client's experience. I'd like to hear your thoughts. So this person's obviously a lash tech themselves and they've gone and had their lashes done yeah. and they just do not like. Obviously, a couple of people that she's gone to have been playing rap and R&B whilst having the lashes done but I thought I'd actually open this question more to music and tv and things that you have on in the background in general because I don't know about you but I've experienced a few different scenarios I've had it where there's been nothing on before like and it's been silent I've had it where there's nothing on and I just talk to the lash technician I've had it where there's been the radio on where there's been music on where there's been even tv on like people have played programs Netflix things like that mm -hmm. So I've experienced a mixture. Yeah. Personally, with myself, I like putting on history. Yeah. That's my go-to. I say, Alexa, put on history, but I put it on the other side of the room, just so it's not too loud, it's not too in your face, and also so you can have a conversation as well. I like to have quite upbeat and happy music so that then we can get the conversation flowing, or if the person doesn't want to talk, then they can just lay there and just listen to quite good music. It puts me in a good mood, listening to happy music. If I was sitting there listening to relaxed music, I'd be like, it's finished yet. Falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, as always, mixed opinions. Mm. So this is what other people have to say. So the first one I've got here is know your audience. Some will like this, others will prefer something else. Another one we have is the atmosphere represents your brand. This could just be more of a cultural difference as some people do like relaxing rap and R&B and identify with it more. Mm -hmm. So I do completely understand that. You might not find something enjoyable like this person doesn't like rap and R&B while she's having her lashes done, but other people might relate to that more, might prefer that. Others say you should listen to whatever gets you through your day happily, which is sort of what that, yeah. you said. 
But I am on a little bit of the against because I think, again, with some of these comments, it says here, you should play relaxing music. People are paying for a relaxing experience. And I do understand mm. that because when I go to like the spa, it's always that really like... Imagine listening to a bit of R&B. <laughs> yeah, spa. but you wouldn't enjoy it. So I think it is sometimes part of the experience. Mm. It also says here, the customer is the one paying, so they should have what they like as part of their experience, yeah. which I think is true. I think maybe you should be asking that person what they like and finding their preference. Yeah, because personally, when I lay down and don't have anyone else, my stomach rumbles. Even though I'm not hungry, it just rumbles, makes weird squelching noises. I don't want to be sitting there in silence like, oh, this is so embarrassing, like, you can hear my stomach. <laughs> I need, like, booming music to drown that stomach out. <laughs> Back on to your side of the fence. People say, I'm the one working the long hours. I will listen to what I like. Good girl. You go, girl. See, I completely understand <laughs> that. But I think there are other ways to maybe go around it. Like maybe you could say to your clients, oh, if you want to listen to a podcast um, or if you want to do this, bring your AirPods, feel free. Bring your earphones, feel free mm. to do that. Like if you want to listen to this kind of music, if you don't want to chat today, then do that. But I think ultimately you should be doing what your client wants, not mm. always what you want. Yeah, because I think you could kind of get the gist when someone walks in and they're like, having a good day or a bad day. Because sometimes I've walked into places and I'm just like, I don't actually want to speak to anyone. I just want to lay there, get this finished with and then leave. So then the way of going around about this, you could walk, like your client walks in and you can say, oh, how are you feeling today? And then just kind of base it off that they've had a good day or they've had a bad day. If they're being really chatty with you. And that's how I think you're going to judge the situation. Mm. We do have some more agreeers with you, of course. <laughs> We've got some people that say they love upbeat vibes in the salon. I guess it could be like a motivator. If you've got loud pumping music, it could just feel more energetic feel more lively Happy more busy more full especially if you are in like a salon environment if there's loads of you doing lashes mm -hmm. not just like one on loud. one you might want it a bit louder so that if you're having conversations they're not being like overheard by yeah. everyone mm -hmm. and also if you're doing things like you might not just do lashes in the salon there might be other things like mm -hmm. you might, some people might be getting their nails done some people might be getting their hair done so you want something that's going to keep sort of everyone yeah upbeat happy entertained especially mm. if it's like like have you been through you know where like the salons sometimes where i get my hair done on a saturday you can have cocktails um mm. and things while you're getting like your hair done so like you might be going for more of that yeah. vibe where you want it loud and everyone's excited mm. and especially if it's a saturday like a lot of people might be getting their lashes done or their nails done or their hair done for going out that night yeah so it's like getting them in that in the mood pre-party mood but then i don't know if that can correlate so if your appointment is on monday morning do you still yeah. want that loud music i'd say yeah because you can't go around to everyone in the salon and say what kind of music do you want today because everyone in that room is going to have completely different music taste or maybe they've all got the same music taste but i think getting you through on a monday if you're sitting there on a monday getting your hair done and you've got some, I don't know, some Adele on, some mm. really sad music, and you're sitting there like, oh, I've still got one more week, and then it's the weekend. But then if I had some lively music, I think I'd be like, yeah, it's going to be a good week. Yeah, I do, I do think you have a point in terms of it is harder to make everyone happy if you're in, like, a group environment, yeah. like if you're in a salon environment. I think it's easier one-to-one -to, -one to make the preference for the client mm -hmm more of the important part if that makes sense so i understand if you've got seven or eight people all having their lashes done at the same time you're not going to please everyone yeah. so then i think you've got to go with almost like a mainstream spotify hot hits yeah, uk like <laughs> you know like very basic. easy going <laughs> basic i think it's just safer it's the safer option yeah. songs that everyone knows mm -hmm. etc not too dull but maybe not too crazy and out there <laughs> I think that's your safest bet. But I think when you are one-to-one, -one, you can make that experience mm -hmm. that bit better. Yeah. Some other comments we have is play relaxed music as a lot of clients will like to talk and won't want to compete with the music. That is a good point. Nine times out of ten, if not more, ten out of ten, my clients do talk to me. Yeah. Some of them have days where they want to have a nap, they might be tired their social battery is drained 
And in which case, then it's not, this one isn't as much of a factor. But I would say most of the time, my clients want to talk. So then I feel like you don't want loud, fast, upbeat music because it will drown them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I put my um, Alexa across the room. It's nowhere near us. So we can still the conversation. But yeah, if it goes quiet, it's not going to be awkward. They're still listening to something. And it's like quite faint. It's quite nice. So it's relaxing. Mm. And then we've also got another one here. Play something they like so you can concentrate more on your work. Yeah, I do find it quite hard sometimes talking and lashing. I'm not a very good multitasker at all. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to, like, do place a fan and I'm just like, oh, please just stay this time. And then they're going on and on and on and talking. But when they're talking, their head's moving as well. And you're just like, stay still. But yeah, so sometimes I'm a bit like, actually, yeah, play something they might like. And then you can crack on with what you need to do. And we do have some alternatives, like it doesn't have to just be music or TV, you can have the radio, because mm -hmm. then I guess it's not a particular playlist necessarily, it's just a generic sort of yeah. station, they do a bit of talking, they do a bit of music, you get mm -hmm. a, a bit of both. You've also got podcasts. Yeah. I mean, listen to the Pink Fishers podcast while you're <laughs> getting your lashes done, maybe, or... <laughs> yeah, I think the only really issue with podcasts is is that you're not going to be able to have a conversation because when I'm listening to a podcast, I can't have a conversation with someone and listen to that as well because I'm trying to take in that person speaking and I don't want to miss anything about it because you might miss an important mm -hmm. part, whereas music, it's the same old thing. You're going to hear a bit of a song and that's it. I guess so. That would solve your problem is that you, in that you can't multitask. If your client's listening to a podcast, like let's say they like the Girls Bathroom podcast, I quite like that one too. I could pop it on, they could be listening to it and I could just be getting on with my work. Mm -hmm. And especially if that's what they like. Yeah, definitely. I've got another suggestion here, audiobooks. This person said, I listen to the Harry Potter audiobooks. So I think this is where you need to be careful because I'm not sure I'd want to sit there. I couldn't do that. I listening personally. to the Harry Potter audiobooks every time I go for a lash appointment. No. And I love Harry Potter. Nothing against it. I think that would do my head. I think if you were going for audiobooks, you'd need to make sure it's like a book that they would want to listen yeah, to. I think no. that's hard because not everyone likes the same sort of genres of book. But then I guess it's, it could be the same said about music. It's that, to me, is like, I'd rather put on a movie in the background, surely. Like, because then you can hear the actors. But either, I just couldn't listen to a book with the same monotone, one person just reading a book to myself. I'd rather put the Harry Potter series on, not the series, the movies, and then actually listen to Ron Weasley and Harry Potter speaking. But then I guess the thing is with audiobooks is they describe what's going on. So when you're having your lashes done as the client, you can't actually see what's happening yeah. if you're putting just a movie on. Whereas with the audiobook, they're describing it more. I get, yeah, I, I think there's two different ways you could go around that. But then also, personally for me, I wouldn't want to leave a book half finished. I'd be like, oh. That's a, yeah, like that's really annoying. Like I've now listened to yeah. two hours of it, but I don't get to hear the yeah, ending. Imagine if you haven't got Kindle or something, and you've got like, oh, so I've got to wait to my next appointment to listen to it, and it might not be that episode anymore. And by They're then, the last one's finished. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I've never really so, thought yeah, about that. Like, or the same with, I guess, a podcast. Like, like you could listen to it, you get really into it, and then think, oh, I've got no way of like listening to it now. I do quite li like listening though to like the crime dramas. I love those podcasts. I would really be happy if that was on in during my treatment because I don't, I get bored easily. Mm. We've also got some other people's opinions. So this one said, I did a poll recently and one of my clients wanted relaxing music or up-to-date music and the response was 50-50. Another person says, I usually go by the age of the person. I don't think age determines like what you like. I think genuinely the advice I would give is when you get a new client, is just ask them their preference. Give them the choices you have. Would you like to chat? Would you like to listen to the radio? Would you like to listen to a podcast? Would it's you prefer to have service. a film in the background? I would do that and make a note of it so you don't mm -hmm. have to ask them every time. You just sort of know and pick up their vibe a bit. If they seem really tired, like really mm -hmm. short with their answers, then maybe go, oh, should we stick a podcast on? Like if they've said previously yeah. before, they like that you know if they've said they like having tv on in the background mm -hmm. maybe have some generic shows like friends or something yeah. on i've definitely gone and had my nails done and there's like keeping up the kardashians <laughs> in the background and i yeah. quite enjoy it because half the time you're sitting there they're trying to concentrate on their work mm -hmm. and 
you don't want to always talk all the time so it gives you something to do yeah i think it's all on your service really and how you want to be as that lash tech and how you want to be known and do you want to go above and beyond and be that superior lash tech asking all these questions because like uber now you can put preference in if you don't want to speak to the driver if you want to have a silent journey i've seen that a few times now so like maybe if you've got a booking system online you could have a section at the bottom and just say anything you want to add like preferences in music and they don't have to speak to you personally then it's not awkward having a conversation because mm. I feel like if I lay down and someone said to me oh what do you want on today I'd be like oh I don't know anything that you want and in my head I'm thinking I actually just want to lay here and don't want to speak because sometimes it is a bit awkward I think if you are having a bad day and they're going on and on and on and on and you don't know how to tell them actually please be quiet <laughs> <laughs> so yeah having a little bit in your booking notes maybe or when they're messaging just saying have you got any preferences um, maybe have a box or a tick box you can go on to. Yeah, give that's the way around it. I think this is definitely above and beyond. I would probably like just play music or something, but I do think if you can do that, you're adding that bit of personalization onto your service, and I think mm-hmm. people will remember you for that. I can personally say I've had a mixture of all. I've had the silence, I've had the music, I've had the TV. Mm-hmm. Do I think? necessarily i wouldn't go back to someone because they did this no i don't think this is big enough for me but clearly obviously this person has posted about it so it does affect some people so i do think you Mm -hmm. need to consider it as it could be a reason that someone leaves you like i'm not saying everyone cares about this topic because i think a lot of people won't and I think as well, the longer you get to know someone, like if you've been with your lash tech for years, you're probably less likely to care what they do. Yeah, or you've got the confidence to say, please turn, turn this off. Yeah, <laughs> can you turn this off? What annoys me sometimes, in like, for example, a TV show, and if I'm watching the same TV series, but they're further <gasps> along than me, oh, no. I would feel awkward to maybe say yeah. like, oh, I'm not up to this bit yet. Please turn it off. It's like when Love Island's on and people are trying to catch up on it. And it's like, I haven't caught up on it yet. I don't want to hear it in the background Mm. because I'm like four episodes behind this one. That's why you need to put like a generic like TV series on like Friends, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, something like that where you're not going to get spoiled. You can pick up from any episode. It's just an easy watch. Because I wish in some ways I'd been given that option in the past because then I would feel less... Because I wouldn't just... I don't think rock up to my lash appointment and stick my AirPods in. No. But yeah. if the lash tech had said to me, oh, you know, if you want to listen to a podcast, if you want to listen to any of your own music, you don't feel like chatting at any any appointment, then honestly, just feel free. I don't. Yeah. I won't find it rude. I'll just get on with the lashes. Like then, I think mm. it's good because then that would work for both the lash tech and the client. Because then the lash tech can have whatever they want going yeah. on in the background. I think just wording it in the right way is key because yeah. you don't want them thinking like. Oh, she oh, doesn't want to talk to me. She doesn't want to talk to me today. She just <laughs> wants me to put my headphones in and shut up. <laughs> it must be hard for lash as well have social battery that runs out. If you've been lashing all day, the last thing you want to do is be more social and be like, just chasing to them the whole time. So maybe by the last one, if, you're, if you've done like five, six people a day, and you're on the sixth person, you're like, actually, you know what? I want to listen to what I want to listen to just to get me mm. through it and make sure my work. Because you want perfect lashes. Because mm. if if you are tired at the end and you are putting half of work into your sets you're putting your client's not gonna be happy so i think your client would be rather you'd be honest gonna put this in or talk to them about the airpod thing because you want to make sure you are doing the best work you can not getting distracted so my next question is should you advertise yy lashes as classics hybrids or russians so the reason i've actually got this question i didn't find this on a lash from this is actually myself coming up with this one (laughs) i wanted to discuss to discuss it because we here at Pink Fishes recently released our brand new YY lashes and someone actually asked me how much would you charge for a set of these and it kind of had me a bit stumped because for those of you who don't know what YY lashes are you apply them as you would a classic lash but then sort of the lash comes out we do this don't this we a lot this is my little comes out like thing. that so you've got like the long stem which is just like looks like one single lash Mm -hmm. but then at the top it branches out into like four and it's like two on each side so it kind of gives like a wispy light russian looking Mm -hmm. set so it was really hard to determine what you charge and also how you advertise this sort of lash because it's becoming really popular for a number of reasons i think just one that ease of it like you're applying it like a classic so it's quite quick but it's giving that light russian look I thought, let's have a look on the forum, see if this topic 
has been discussed before, see what people say. So there's a few different, obviously, as always, opinions <laughs> for different things. So I'm going to start off with the reasons for charging it as a classic. So this person says, I charge the same for YY lashes as I do classics, as it's the same application method and I do not need any extra skills. Yeah, no, I can get where she's coming from because it's going to take the exact same time. It's going to be applied exactly how a classic lash would. You've been training it already. You don't have to be trained for a YY lash. So yeah, I completely understand where she's coming from. It's just, I think it's just preference. Like you've just said, this second one says takes the same time as classic. So if charging by time, would you do the same as classic prices? Mm -hmm. So I guess what they're saying is, let's say it takes them an hour to do a classic set. It's probably still going to take them an hour to do a YY set. So if you charge by your time, you'd just be charging the same price. Then we've got some people that charge them as hybrids. So some of the reasons for charging YY lashes as a hybrid set is because although they are applied like classics, they give a light Russian look. So this is sort of in between the two. You're pricing in between a classic and a Russian because normally hybrids fall somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. And also you're advertising them more correctly because I guess what they're saying is if you're advertising them as a classic or you're charging the same as a classic, they might think they're going to look like classics, yeah. but they're not. They're going to give you more of a fuller look than what a classic would, but then they're not quite as full as a Russian. But then again, you do get like 4D Russians and you even get like 3D Russians. Yeah. So technically, is it more like a Russian? which is why we have then also got, <laughs> moving on to that section, is some people charge them more as Russian because it does create a light Russian look and customers are unlikely to know anything about the application method and they just see the end results, so want to advertise it correctly. This one, I think, is a bit more relatable because they're not going to know the ins and outs about lashes, are they? They're just going to think, okay, I want this set. How, how, how would they know unless they studied it as well? But yeah, reading into it too deeply about the whole application because they're just there for the treatment, aren't they? They just want the after process, what it's going to look like at the end. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, like if you offer 3D and 4D Russians, it's kind of going to give that same effect. Mm -hmm. And like you said, most general people who get their lashes done have no clue about the application unless it's literally another lash tech yeah. getting their lashes done. But then equally, like we say, it's their choice to charge what they want yeah. for that treatment. You don't have to go to them. If you want to go to a lash tech that's charging the same price as a classic for a YY lash rather than a Russian mm -hmm. for a YY lash, then I guess that's your choice. Yeah, because I think personally of myself, I don't know what you would do, but I think I'd put it somewhere between a classic and a hybrid because you're not putting the fans in, but also just to make it a little bit different, than a classic otherwise people are going to get confused and say they're booking for a classic appointment and then you could think oh actually i'm doing a classic lash today and then they come and say oh what a why why lash so i think it needs to be somewhere in the middle or maybe i don't know five pound more or something like if you're charging to put a pop of glitter in there or some heart to cows or something just adding something just a little bit extra on top of that just gives it a bit of difference and they're also going to have a more yeah, I think like there there are definitely reasons for charging more for YY mm. lashes. For example, here we've got the thickness is not wait not seven, um. So that's a Russian lash. So I would charge for a Russian set. Yeah. So I do see the logic that this person has applied to this. They've sort of gone, oh, do you know what? Well, it's a not wait not seven. That's the thickness. So it's a Russian lash. Mm -hmm. Also, YY lashes tend to cost more than classic lashes. So you need to charge for the extra in the cost of the materials. Now I would say they do, like for example, our classic boxes, like a standard classic box is 10.95, but a flat classic is 12.95 and a YY lash is 12.95, isn't it? Yeah. So technically our flat lashes and our YY lashes are the same, but our standard classic lashes are slightly cheaper than the YY. So the difference, I would probably say if you're getting pink fishes lashes, isn't gonna be that much because you can get quite a lot of sets from the box of YY lashes. How many sets do we reckon? There's 16 rows. What do you not, how many rows would you say you use? One and a half? Yeah, I'd say about one and a half. So I should have done some maths before we started this. So <laughs> let's see, let me get me calculator 
I'd say maybe about, um, let me try and guess, what? 10? Let me try and... Uh, mm, 10 yeah. cents out of one box? Yeah, roughly oh. 10.66, it's saying. I just need a 6.6 so, six person. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you're going to get basically 10 full sets. So I think my advice would be for the Huawei Lashes is to actually charge it as its own separate thing. I would probably have like classics, hybrids, YY, Russian. And I'd probably charge more than a classic, maybe similar to a hybrid, maybe slightly less than a Russian because it will be quicker for you. So the treatment time is less, but the boxes could cost you more. So I would sort of go somewhere in the middle, but I'd advertise it as its own thing because yeah, it is its own so. thing. I think like most people would charge, for example, if you wanted coloured lashes, um, it's, it's like its own separate thing mm. or it's like an addition. So you could do classics and then you could have YY lash like add five pounds. So if they want to have the YY lash and you want to put it under a classic, that's fine. Yeah. But just charge, I would charge a little bit extra for it because... I think it's going to become more and more popular until it does, though. You, if you've got just, for example, one client that wants YY Lash, you're going to have to keep buying the YY Lash boxes mm -hmm. for that one person. And until you've got more of your clients onto that, you're going to be buying particular boxes for just maybe a couple of people. Yeah. So I do think you need to cover that. Whereas if you're charging that £5 per client that you have that has YY Lashes extra... You're going to cover the boxes eventually with it. So mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter so much. Like, for example, if I have a client who wants M-Curl, I'd charge more because I don't stock M-Curl usually. Yeah, you'd have to buy it separately just for that one person. Yeah, like I normally, I normally have like CD and U-Curl. Whereas if someone wants M-Curl, it's quite different. Don't get asked mm -hmm. for it a lot. I would charge more for it because, you know, I'm going to have to go and get the materials for that particular yeah. person so that's what I would do with a YY lash. Definitely. Like all the topics we've discussed today, there's loads of different opinions. Yeah, definitely. I think, I don't know what's right and wrong. It's just good to right discuss it yeah. to see what other people think and to hopefully ensure that everyone can give their clients and themselves mm. the best experience of being a lash tech and getting your lashes done as possible. Yeah, I feel like we haven't been biased, but it me and you have like, had different opinions as well. We've had different opinions good. sometimes. Sometimes we're the same. Yeah. And we look at other people's opinions. We do a bit of research. And they sway us. I've seen a lot of comments and I'm adamant that this is what I want to do. This is the right mm. answer. And then someone says, actually, I'm going to do this. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, because, you know like, you know, in the past, I've definitely put TV programs on and it's made me think a bit more about you know going forward what i would do and maybe what i wouldn't do yeah definitely so thank you for joining us again for season two episode two of the pink fishes podcast we'll be back with some more interesting lash forum questions debates lash tech advice etc and if you have anything that you want to share with us any funny stories you've got to do that one next yeah funny. <laughs> any tips or tricks um any questions you have anything you want us to debate then let us know but thank you for listening i've been emma i've been zara and we'll see you next time